0: So saints, we we just want to take today. I want to take it easy in a sense. Uh, Today, we want to talk about the spirit you have received. The spirit you have received. It would it would seem a foregone conclusion for most people that i'm um, talking about the holy spirit and rightly so but the truth is the holy spirit is not the only spirit we receive So what I want to try and do is speak about the spirit we have received and the outworkings of the spirit or the spirits that work in our lives and with the intention that you will be resolute to be aware that you are always submitted to a spirit. Whether it is the holy spirit or a different spirit so polele yarona ka pathelo yarona itseile dabenya hore me ya emengata eka wetela mpile jwa le hobu shwa kwa ho wena hore o o netifatse moya o sebetsang bo pilomba ha o la o lambo pilo ba ha o ifela moya o a so what i would like us to start and read it's the book of Second Timothy. I'm sure everyone would have anticipated that I would read there. Chapter 1, verse 7. So the Bible tells us there that for God did not give us a spirit of timidity but the spirit of power, of love, and of self-discipline. Come on, come on. So already we are made aware of a very important distinction between the Holy Spirit and the other spirit. And this is something that... I would keep alluding to. But what I want you to see at the moment is that it says, we have not been given a spirit of timidity. Timidity. Now, it's given as a spirit that possesses a one particular attribute. In other words, this is a spirit that it's a spirit of timidity of cowardice now why am i telling you this It's because i would want to come to a to bring you to a realization later on that demonic spirits unlike the holy spirit are not multifaceted are not multi abilities when you read the bible you will find that there is a spirit a spirit of fear, a spirit of lying, a spirit of timidity. Moya ka mung o di tshila o sebetsa ralentho Kapa ke moya o re ka reng ke moya wa ditshila, ke moya moya wa thabo. But the Holy Spirit he's an all and encompassing all attributes of the Godhead. So he's, 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 he, he's the spirit of comfort, the spirit of truth, the spirit of power, the spirit of love, the spirit of a sound mind. So and the Holy Spirit, when he comes, he comes as one spirit who gives you multifaceted faceted action. He gives you the anointing to do many things. He gives you abilities More than you could have. But if you are possessed, if you are obsessed, if you are influenced by an evil spirit, it would be its expertise is one thing. Hence, Spirits or demonic spirits will come in numbers. If you remember the story of the man that was demon possessed, Jesus said, what is your name? And the man, the demon spoke and says, I am legion because we are many. You see, he gives a name, one name that by implication clarifies that. Because we are unable to do what the Holy Spirit can do through a person. For us to control a person, we must be many. Hence, a person can have a spirit of lust. Another can have a spirit of deception. But an individual to be totally consumed has to have... A number of demonic spirits to control that person's life and why am I telling you this at the very beginning it's because whilst many of us understand that demons can influence how we do things they can afflict us other people are also not aware That in as much as they were delivered from other spirits that possessed them. That were were, were afflicting them. There might still be one or two other spirits still at work. So keep that thought. Let's shelve it for now. Let's go back to the idea behind the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit. He's one. He's complete in the attribute Samudim. His, he's God manifest like Christ to us. He's not supposed to, to, to be something else other than uh, what he's he is. He is God. And because he's God when we receive the Holy Spirit we don't need additions what we have received so let us lab- try and labor this point systematically first let's start with the idea of received the spirit you have received <speaking in Hebrew> What is the idea and the thinking behind that? Firstly and foremost, let's put it this way. There are different connotations that should be given to the idea of receiving. And I want to explore those first. First, we talk about receiving. As a divine endowment by God, regardless of the recipient. In this case, God endows us with things. He blesses us. He gives us without an expectation or any activation or any form of deserving act on our behalf. So in one sense, we receive, for instance, let's put it this way. We didn't do anything to deserve the grace of God, but God paused the grace. God gave. Gives us the grace, and by extension, we have received the grace not because we asked, not because we deserve, but because God divinely gave and endowed it upon us, despite of us. So, from that perspective, therefore, we can understand how providence works. We receive all good things, whether we are sinners or saints, we receive them from God because God gives those things out of the goodness of his heart. So, there is that way that I want us to to understand. That there are things that come to us, not because of us. But things that come to us because of God. But there's another connotation to the way they receive where... If people visit you, for instance, they would have visited you out of their own will, which is the same as the providence I've just tried to explain now. But so they come to your home out of their own will, not because you invited them. So as they come to your house, the next application of the word receive is your ability to invite them in, in other words, to welcome them in, to karibu them into your home. Waba So batuile wherever moban imbaliting bat So leha uba what So, in that sense, we want to talk about receiving as the prerogative of the recipient who who So Why is this important for you and me to understand? It's because God gives things. And by implication, as far as the heavenlies are concerned, what has been released from the heavenlies into the earthly realm must have been received because it has been released. Hence, it is said by Gabriel When he speaks to Daniel, the time you prayed, the answer was released. Therefore, heaven does not have what it sent out to you. It is expected for you to have what was released to you. Into our lives. Tebelong kuri ru nahoban selo kulotseng ka lehodimong ha se sa gutlela ka lehodimong se lebeletso se amuhelokiruna balefatse jwa le tebelo kure nalo wena so the first part is that release that by implication gives an understanding that what was released is received But the second aspect of that process is for us to then in the heavenly, in the earthly realm to receive. Then the third thing about receiving, it is the responsibility of usage of that which was received. So when someone gives you something and you receive it, they give that particular thing with an expectation to fulfill a certain function to meet a particular need. Hence, they gave it to you. But in about and Hobani, Baniba wana talk o yanto ena na ebion. Measual bow fion. Ilur we na ye amuhe. Uto we amwe helle wi se be seta. Sell sin and sili little with like severis as so. So there's endowment we receive. Reacito. Then there is our prerogative to accept. To receive, we receive again as an act of our will, but then to show that we have also received, we apply or in fact we, we contextualize, we put into use, into effect that which we have received for the intended purpose. Now, when we have done that process, we have truly received. Hare amwehe ti hutoya fanang ringkete seresifuangus amwehe lahorun miri sebe diseta taba tabe lolo sepiasating. Re amwehe zikatela iu. I hope that makes some sense. If it doesn't, we will continue to expound on it as days go by, as weeks go by. So that was the first thing I wanted us to, to try and clarify in the context of what we want to say. We have received. So when it says you have received the Spirit, if you follow what I've been saying, it means... The Holy Spirit has been released from heaven. He must be accepted by people. And then the effect of his presence and his acceptance in our lives must be evidenced in how we live our lives. So... I want to pick on another concept that speaks into the same thinking. And as time goes on, we will tie all these ideas together. Rebatar, quotes a happy tabba, enwe, Ebu Yang, Ebuanka, Ebuellang tabbing to Natena. Tau amuhe diiswa. I want us to look at how originally we received from God. How to a timulu hong re amu heting hutuamudim humudim remuhating re amu hetibu mudim we we received the, the, the divinity of god in us we received the 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 authority of god but how did that function let's go to the book of genesis how linda Genesis? Chapter 2, I'm taking it from verse 19. And it reads thus It says, Now the Lord God had formed out of the ground all the beasts of the field and all the birds of the air. He brought them to the men to see what he would name them. So what you see here is that all the beasts of the field and all the birds of the air had been formed. But, you and I know that it was through the word of God that these things were brought to be. God had spoken. many Let there be. But when he When God formed man, it was a different story. It says, I'm reading from verse 26 of chapter 1 of the same book. Genesis chapter 1 verse 26. Then God said, let us make man in our image and in our likeness, and let them rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air, Over the livestock of all the earth. Over all the creatures that move along the ground. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful and multiply and increase in number. Hmm. Increase in number. Verse 29. Then God said, I give you every seed-bearing plant on the face of the whole earth, and every tree that has fruit with seed in it. They will be yours for food, and to all the beasts of the earth, and all the birds of the air, and all the creatures that move on the ground. Everything that has breath of life in it. Uh, Now I want you to keep that. It says... All the other things that God created had what is called the breath of life. Let's go to verse uh, 4. It says of chapter 2. This is the account of the heavens and the earth when they were created. When the Lord God made the earth and the heavens and, and, and no shrub, Of the field had yet appeared on the earth, and no plant of the field had yet sprung up. For the Lord God had not sent rain on the earth, and there was no man to work the ground, but streams came up from the earth and watered the whole face of the ground. The Lord God formed the man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And the man became a living being or a living soul. Three things have happened. One thing that has happened to the rest of the creatures is that the Bible says they had the breath of life. But when man was created, three things happened. One is that the Bible tells us that God formed a body from the out of the ground. So all these other things their bodies were spoken into being with the breath of life in them. But man body was made for man. Mutu ulaetsetswa mmeli. Ha bule ha muri mu ha bua fela ho bo so ntlo hla perfumulo ho le mmeli jole ka di pofolo tsedi. He made a body first. Remember, the Bible already tells us in the book of Ephesians that we were chosen in Him, in Christ, before the foundation. So, at that point when God is forming a body, we are already in Him, in Christ chosen. <laughs> Adam Ali Adam and Eve were already in God as it were, all of us were there. So now the Bible says, when he had formed the body, he then did, he didn't just say, Let this body live. He breathed the breath of life. That's number two. Mrim aburulela. Number three. The Bible then tells us that then the man became a living soul. A living being. So in other words, this thing that did not happen to animals. Happened to man. Man became a conscious Volitional, he had a will, he had a mindset, he had, so this is my interpretation. As God breathed into this body that he created, he released Adam with his attributes from within God and Eve with the attributes. So in Adam, all the attributes were there, just as all of us were in God at that time. So Adam is in God with the godly attributes of the image of God. As this body that was created received the breath of life, it also receives the will of God embedded in Adam. Hence, Adam wills what God wills until Adam decides not to will what God intended. But what I want to bring as an emphasis at this point is that from that moment, God says, you have my authority on earth. You are my representative on earth. Rule on my behalf. What are all these things? What are these instructions? God wanted an expression of himself in a human form. He wanted his will to be done through a natural body. Therefore, he made man. He made man. So the body was prepared so that Adam can express the will of God on earth to dominate and have dominion over every other creature. Now the same idea is carried into the book of Hebrews. I'm trying to bring it to you and me. We're talking about the spirit you and I have received. God breathed into man. That man may do the will of God in the body. In Hebrews chapter 10. I'm reading from verse 5. Therefore, when Christ came into the world, He said, Sacrifice and offering you did not desire, but a body you prepared for me. Arma hmm? So God pretty much goes back to his intention in a similar manner that he did with Adam. A body he prepares. Now, Adam became a living soul. But the Bible teaches us that Christ is the life-giving spirit. So, let's take it from there. A body is prepared, try to think of the same process, you know, except that now we're looking at the womb of Mary, where the body is being prepared. It says, With burnt offerings and sin offerings, you were not pleased. Then I said, Here I am, it is written about me in the scroll. I have come to do your will, O God. Now, question. Why has he come to do the will of God? Why does he just come down and do it without the body? The obvious answer. The obvious answer is that the legitimacy of the divinity here on earth the legal entry is through the body but what i really want to come and bring us to is the idea that the body from adam to christ and therefore to you and me has been created as a carrier of the expressions of God's nature, God's will. We are put in this body. To use it for the glory of God, we are put in this body to express God's original idea about man on earth, on God's behalf to rule, to reign, and to do what God would love to be to see here on earth ri tlere sebu mudimu milling ka baphilo arona le sohle se re le so why is this important i ask again it's because the very same idea when it comes to us you and i already have bodies. Bodies that because of Adam, we failed as Adam failed to use it to what God intended to to use it for. Now, Christ says a body you prepared for me. Now, The Holy Spirit has to come in a legitimate way also. Christ came through a body that was prepared for him. Now the Bible says, Adam had a body. Christ had a body. How about Corinthians chapter 3, Babila? First Corinthians chapter 3, it says there, I'm reading from verse 16, I guess. It says, don't you know that you yourself are God's temple and that God's spirit lives in you? If anyone destroys God's temple, God will destroy him. For God's temple is sacred, and you, your bodies. Christ, in his spiritual form, still has a body called the church. Simoen's high, on a milwahai, ubituakirat. But the Holy Spirit to legitimately come as well. He came to dwell in bodies. And so, when we talk about you have received... First and foremost the idea carried by this receiving is that God has sought legitimate operation via a body by coming through the holy spirit to live in you and me. He has taken a formal residence for his intended purposes. halang. Hath life fellow, I empower empowered. I am anointed. No, 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 no. First and foremost, he came to find a dwelling for divine expression of his will, legitimate here on earth. Ootilong, ato fumana tulomu ato adulanting. So, for, for, for today, that's the point I want us to, to capture. That before you run to the idea that I have received power, I have received this, I have received this, you have to live with the thinking that the Holy Spirit didn't come to dwell in me to feather my agenda. He came to dwell in me to feather His own agenda, which man over the years has failed to feather. So, moya lang I am going to I am going to tell I when we use our prerogative to receive him, we are also giving permission. We are relinquishing authority over our bodies. Kika ho baby, earring. In as much as you and I think, this is my body. The Bible says, if you destroy the temple of the Holy Spirit, God will destroy you. Why? Because you have relinquished by receiving the Holy Spirit. You've relinquished the right to the body. To do with it as you please. So the body, when we say we have received the Spirit, where have we received him? We can't receive him, you know, outside the board. We receive him into the board. And that, by implication, says we've signed off our rights away to do as we please. Hence, the demand is deny yourself. And here's where I want to uh, land it for now until we can pick up the idea. In our next session, is that when you read in the book of Matthew or Luke chapter 4, you know, um, Jesus was baptized by John. In Matthew chapter 3, Jesus is baptized. Let's take it from there. We want to go to chapter 4, but Matthew chapter 3, verse 13. Then Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to be baptized by John. But John tried to deter him, saying, I need to be baptized by you, and do you come to me? Jesus replied, Let it be so now. It is proper for us to do this to fulfill all righteousness. Then John consented. As soon as Jesus was baptized, he went up out of the water, and at that moment, heaven was opened. Listen, heaven was opened. The body is ready. And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lightning, lighting on him. And a voice came from heaven and said, This is my Son, whom I love, with whom I am well pleased. Now listen to how chapter 4 starts. It says, Then Jesus was led. So the idea that I'm submitting to you and I for this week is this. Whoever receives the Holy Spirit relinquish or relinquishes the, the control over self to lead oneself. I'm guilty, you are guilty. David was guilty. He says, though I take my life into my own hands. So even though you and I often take our lives into our own hands to rule and to enthrone ourselves and dethrone God, let it be a fact known to you that as many as are led by the Spirit of God. Why can they be led? It's because when he comes, those who receive him relinquish the right to lead themselves. Jesus was led by the Holy Spirit. And thus, he was empowered by the Holy Spirit. So you and I have to ask a very serious question. Are we led by the Holy Spirit whom we claim to have received? And like I say, I'm guilty as charged I stand here with no purity of heart or credentials that can acquit me out of that guilt. The verdict of my life is guilty. Yet, I cannot just accept that the verdict is guilty because God has called me to deny my will to go through my own Gethsemane. And so for this morning, let's just go through prayer to our garden of Gethsemane. Let's forsake false claims of, being, of having received the Holy Spirit when we choose not to be led. Let's exercise our prerogative to receive him in a manner as to allow him to lead us. So wherever you are, I want to just pray with me. We pray that God will help us to go successfully through Getziman. Our Heavenly Father in the mighty and precious name of Jesus. Here we are, we are your children. We are born of your spirit. Him whom we grieve, him whom we we quench, him whom we claim to have accepted but deny his leadership. We have so many cups that we have made it our point to ensure that these cups, they pass far from us and that our will be done and not yours. Forgive us, Lord. Give us the grace to repent this morning and to say, if it were possible, may this car pass away from me, but yet not my will, but your will be done. For I have relinquished the right to lead myself, but to be led by the Holy Spirit. I pray that as we receive you, Holy Spirit, as many seek to know you, May we not only seek the anointing, but may we seek your leading and to keep in step with you as we seek to know you more and your voice in these last days. Grant us by your grace, Spirit of God, to know that the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. May we walk in that liberty in Jesus' name. And may I say then to those who you have not received Jesus as Lord and Savior. Believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. And confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. And so as you do that. May God bless you, strengthen you, go and ask Holy Spirit to reveal himself to you, to teach you his ways, his voice, and hopefully when we finish the session, by God's grace, we will be in a different walk with him, in Jesus name. Amen. Amen.